Anybody we are, y'all got second give God some praise, amen. Anybody worship for real, amen? That my worship is for real. A lot of times people don't realize you don't know my story, and that's okay, amen. God didn't design for you to know everything that's going on with me, but when you see maybe the tears flowing, when you see me excited, me clapping, me jumping, don't worry about it, amen. Get you some, amen. I'm somewhere where I need to be. And we got to understand that, amen, and amen. So thank you all for being here today, amen. All our visitors for returning. We appreciate seeing you guys again. Thank you so much. New visitors, as we get ready to jump in our series, y'all already know what we do. You got 15 seconds to share. Go ahead and share real quick. Tag somebody. Tell them to come on in. Uh, Pastor's still on Thug Life, amen. He's still preaching Thug Life. Uh, I ain't have a pop shirt for this week, man. I'm going to get another one for next week, maybe, but I ain't got one for this week. But, but, but this week, we are in Thug Life. Our sermon series will be in the Gospel of John, chapter 11, amen. All who are able, please stand for the reading of God's word. All who are able, John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. And it reads as follows. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Uh, look at your neighbor and say, how long will they mourn me? Amen. Praise God. Amen. How, how long will they mourn me? Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. How long will they mourn me? A song recorded by Tupac and his group called Thug Life on their LP. This song was driven by violence, losing friends time and time again. And he had to ask the question, if it's my time to go, how long will they mourn me? Or another song he sung, Smile with uh, Scarface. He said this, I sold my soul for materialistics, fast cars and women. Wanted to live my life a legend, immortalized in pictures. He wanted his life to be remembered in pictures because he wanted to know how long will they mourn me. It's natural to wonder what will happen after we leave this place. Uh, how will my, my kids go on without me? How will my family go on without me? My friends go on without me? It's natural to wonder that what will happen. But I'm crazy enough to believe that if you follow Christ, it's not how long will you mourn me. I've laid seeds to one day you'll join me. Come on, that's good. That's good. So today in the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verse 1, let me bring you to the text. We're going to go through the whole Gospel of John. Read it in your spare time. But John 11 says this. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary her, and her sister Martha. Amen. Why are these people important? I can't assume everybody knows who Mary and Martha was. Let me give you a little history. Amen. Nobody, some of y'all may never have heard of Mary and Martha. So check this out. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 10, uh, Jesus enters a village and Martha invites Jesus into her house. Uh, Martha begins to get serving. She getting dinner together. She preparing. She got cornrows, steak, biscuit, everything. She just cooking, slaving in the kitchen, getting everything ready. Jesus in my house. I got to hook it up. I got Thanksgiving dinner today. I'm hooking it up. She cleaning. She cooking. She doing everything. But Mary, her sister, is at Jesus' feet. Listen to him teach. Martha gets upset, y'all. She says, hold up, Lord. Why am I doing all the cooking, cleaning, and serving, and my sister is sitting here at your feet? He said, Martha, don't worry about her. She's doing what's most important. Amen. I know I'm going to tell you about it, but I got to stop right there because you didn't need to make God's word a priority. Amen. She was serving. She was cooking, doing some great things. But he said, my word is more important. Amen. They understand this. When you get my word, then you're going to make your service even that much better. Amen. When you get my word and you become a servant like never before, she's doing what's most important. I'm 
teaching and she's at my feet. Dinner can wait. Hey, Amen. That food you eat is going to go in and go out and never be seen again. But my words are life. Keep my words in you and it'll change your life. So when the word hits our heart, it becomes your privilege to serve, not a chore. Mm-mm-mm. So in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, we see this same family again. We see the family of Lazarus, Mary and Martha. And then you see them again in John chapter 12, the next chapter after this. But Jesus was in Bethany, y'all. He went to the house of Simon, a leper. He heals them. And then a woman, the woman named Mary, comes in with a flask of expensive oil. Amen. She comes in and she pours it all over Jesus. Amen. She begins to wash his feet with her hair, with her tears. She's worshiping Jesus. The religious leaders knew where Jesus was. They was in Bethany. Let me tell you something about Bethany. They plotted to kill Jesus in Bethany. Bethany, amen. They wanted to eliminate Jesus. Jesus is in a dangerous place. He popped back up in Bethany where people wanted to kill him, amen. The words of Tupac, keep your enemies close. Watch your homies, right? So he's back in Bethany. He knows where they at and he's at this house and look what happened. Mary, she gets to worship him. Look what happens. Matthew 26, 8, 9. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant saying, why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. So they got upset, y'all, because she broke this oil upon Jesus and began to worship him. Amen. They got upset. She said, uh, why are y'all spending this expensive oil on here? We could have sold this and gave it to the poor. It's a trip, y'all. The disciples is mad. They got something to say because of how she worshiped. And remember, Judas, the one who betrays Jesus, is keeping the money. So you know he has something to say because he want to make sure he can steal the money. Why, why is she giving me the oil so I can sell it and really keep the money is what he's saying. He don't really care about the poor. But what I'm tripping on is why you worried about how I worship? Uh, uh, why are you worried about what I give to God, amen? It ain't hurting you. It ain't bothering you. And if, if I want to give God all my praise, let me do it. If I want to give God all my oil, let me do it. If I want to give God all my time, let me do it. Why don't let nobody affect your worship? When you let people into your worship, it'll mess up your reasons for serving God. I ain't got time to worry about you or nothing. Me and God got to be with me and God at. If you affecting my time with God, I might have to cut you off. So, 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 so they was tripping, y'all, and I love her courage. She's in a house full of men. Remember, women in those times were kind of looked as second-class citizens. I love that she's in a house full of men. She don't care. She says, I'm going to worship Jesus and give him my all. Yeah. She said, look here, y'all ain't got time to do all this, y'all. I ain't going to be here with you long. Uh, uh, the poor will always be with you, but I ain't going to be with you long. Yeah. This woman does this for me for good because she know my death is coming, my burial is coming. How long will they mourn me? Look at what he said about her. Matthew 26, 13. Then we're going to jump into the text. Uh, surely I say to you, whenever the gospel was preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. And I thought about that. Here I am today in the year 2022, 2,000 years or so after Jesus was uh, killed, and we're still talking about Mary and what she did. He said it, amen. And we're talking about it today, what this woman did for God. So back to John 11. Y'all look at this. Uh, they send a message and saying, look here, Lord, uh, Lazarus is sick. They send a message to Jesus. They said, look here, our brother Lazarus is sick. Lord, we need you to come. It's Mary and Martha, your homegirls. They couldn't send a text. Right? They had to send it by the horse or whatever they did, donkey, however they got it. They had to send a message. So I'm sure it took some time to get there. They had to send a message saying, Lord, we need some help. Our brother was sick. Look at this. John 11, verse 4. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. That the Son of God may be glorified. Amen. Yes, uh, look yes, at your neighbor real yes. quick and say it all has a purpose. Amen. It Praise God. Amen. It, it all has a wrong neighbor. They don't believe it. Amen. They're going through it. They don't believe it. Tell somebody else, it all has a purpose. Amen. It all has a purpose. I love this. Jesus told them to calm down. I, I know you worried and frantic, but this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Amen. So Lazarus is sick. 
but it must have got extremely worse. It could have been just a common cold. Why? Because they sent word to Jesus. So he must have been pretty sick. If they were nervous enough to say, Lord, we need you to come help. And I love this by reading the Bible. It gives us this principle in this text. When Jesus is saying Lazarus is sick, yeah. he's talking about this infirmity, this sickness won't destroy you, but what you're going through always has purpose. Yeah. Okay, okay, let make you believe it. Okay, okay. Uh, anybody like pearls? Anybody like pearls? Uh, pearls, pearls are beautiful jewelry, right? I love pearls, I love pearls. But only oysters can produce pearls. Y'all know that? Only oyster can produce a pearl. And how does that happen? Okay, let me help you out. Uh, it experiences pain. First, the oyster gets into some pain before the pearl can come, right? It experiences pain. An organic particle invades the shell and it causes irritation. Ooh. And see, when it comes causes irritation, it prompts the oyster to produce layer after layer of secretion until that irritation is covered. Amen. So it causes it to get layer and layer and layer. And it covers it so much that after time, after so much pain, a pearl is produced. Amen. Amen. Y'all missed that shot. Amen. I know what you're going through feel like it's going to kill you. I know it hurts. I know you want to give up. I know you're sick of crying about it. I know you're like, God, why I got to keep going through this? God, my heart is broken. I want to quit, but your pain will produce purpose. God ain't going to put nothing on you that ain't going to help you get to your destiny. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It's all working for my good. Amen. He says, look here, y'all. You're going through this, but it's so that the Son of Man may be glorified. See, we make the mistake when we make everything about us, my God. We want it about our story and what we got going on. We make everything about us, and then you miss out. Amen. Understand this. We must learn to fit in his story, not our own. Amen. That we must learn to fit in with God. What do you mean? That whatever happens, whatever I'm going through, I got to sit back and look like whatever it is, is to bring God glory. I know it sucks, but it's to bring God glory. I know it hurts. I know I'm in a storm. I know, I know all these things. But if I have the, the back in my mind that it's to bring God glory, then the joy of the Lord becomes my strength. I'm able to focus and get through what I'm trying to get through. Amen. So look at this. John 11, 5 and 6. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. My God. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I gave you the background of this family. It said Jesus loved them. He had previous encounters with his family. They had a place in his heart. He loved them. They sent word that said, come and get them. But Jesus didn't move. Uh, not only did he not move, he said he waited two more days. Amen. Praise God. Can I talk about when God say wait? Ooh, we, don't, we don't like to hear that. Amen. Amen. They sent Jesus word and said our brothers are sick. He said, cool, but I'm going to stay where I'm at for a couple of days. Amen. We think God wants to respond to us immediately. Amen. We think God, we want to text God and God wants to text us back. Amen. What happens when God leave you on red? Amen. Amen. What happens when you giving God your all? You put your request in. You put everything in. You didn't text that whole thing and then God leave you on red and said, now I'm going to let you wait for a minute. Amen. Prayer isn't always about our request. Amen. What happens when you think your prayers are not working? When you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and it seems like you're not hearing nothing. Let me help you out, somebody right there. God says this, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As high as the heavens is above the earth, as high as I am above you, amen. That whatever I'm doing is for my glory. Quit thinking you can outthink me. Quit thinking you can outsmart me. Quit thinking you can see farther than me. Quit thinking you, I heard what was said about you in rooms you weren't in. I heard what was said about you when people wasn't around. So understand this. Quit thinking you need to know every step that I make. I know what's going on. He's laying it down. So Lazarus' sickness has a purpose. But the disciples didn't understand it. His sickness has a purpose. But Martha and Mary didn't understand it. Lazarus is sick. And he still don't understand it. 
He's getting worse and he don't understand that it all has a purpose and God is working it out for his good. Yes, yes. So Jesus decided to go back to Judea, a place where the Jews, they wanted to stone him. Y'all, Judea and Bethany, they wanted to get rid of Jesus. He says, I'm going back over there. Amen. So he explains, look here, we got to go back. Our friend Lazarus is dead, y'all. I know earlier I said this wasn't a sickness unto death. But, but Lazarus is dead now. We got to go back to where we was at. Amen. So, so, so Thomas is like, man, they confused. The disciples know what's going on. They say, you know, we have funk up there, Jesus. We have beef up there, Jesus. I don't want to go back there. You know that, right? Then look at this. John 11 and 5. He says this. Watch this. Uh, I'm glad for your sakes. Watch this. I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Yes. So Jesus says, look here. I'm glad that I wasn't there when you wanted me to be. Mm. That I'm glad I didn't show up when you needed me, when you thought you needed me anyway, because I need you to believe. Yeah. See, Jesus is teaching us this, that in him, blessings can be found in his absence as well as his presence. Mm. Ooh, yeah, we don't like that, amen. We, we want God to be close and near all the time. What happens when you can't trace him, but you still got to trust him? What, 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 what happens when you can't feel him, but you still got to rely on your faith? He, he says, I'm not there, but it's cool because I need to be there. I'm sure Lazarus wasn't glad that he wasn't there. Lazarus died. Uh, I'm sure, watch this, that Mary and Martha not happy he wasn't there because their brother died, right? Lazarus' sickness and situation was more about other people than it was about him. Can it be sometimes what I'm going through ain't about me? Can, can, can it be sometimes this pain and this storm that I'm in that I'm feeling really ain't about me? That God sees some people that need to see me so they can see me and get to know Him, Amen. That they can see me and find out that He's real. That they can see me and see me going through crying out my mind, seeming like it. But I'm holding on to God's unchanging hands. We mess up when we make it all about us. It's not about us. It's about Him. He said, "I'm glad for your sakes I wasn't there." If I had been there, you would have expected me to do something. Yeah, you would have been grateful if I would have did it, but you would have missed out on my glory. See, sometimes I'm here to give you greater glory. I'm about to do the unthinkable. I'm about to do the unimaginable. I'm about to do the unheard of. I'm about to do something that's going to go down in history. But if I came when you wanted me to, you would have missed it. Learn to wait on God. So 1116, this is Thomas I was talking about. Yeah, he's called twin. He said, look here. He said to his fellow disciples, let us all go with him that we may die. Amen. He's tripping. Y'all. He said, we got to go back to the hood. They, they want to kill us over there. I, I wasn't what I signed up for. Nevertheless, God, I'm rolling with you. This is down in Thomas. He was down there. But I love his faith right here. He said, we got to roll. We got to roll. We got to roll. Let us go so we may die. He know they want to stone him. He know they want to kill Jesus. Nevertheless, we're going to roll back on the enemy's turf. I love this. He said that we may go die with him. Thomas didn't understand Everything about Jesus, he doubted. When Jesus showed up with his holes in his hands, he said, let me, let me touch him to show things really you after the resurrection. He didn't understand everything, but I love this. He understood this. For Christ I live, for Christ I die. Woo. Are, are you willing to put your life on the line? Are you willing to hold it all down for him? Are you willing to go up against everything, against the grain? I love you. So when Jesus came out, he found out, watch this, he had already been in the tomb four days. They go back to the town. Jesus finds out Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. Remember, he waited to, so he must have had time to travel, and now he'd been dead for four days. So he arrived in Bethany, which is about two miles outside of Jerusalem, y'all. And many of the Jews came out to comfort Mary and Martha because their brother had died. They were going through. They, they were crying. They were upset because their brother had died. And they come out. Look at this, John 11, 21, 23. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. She said to her, your brother will rise again. Amen. I love this. Martha knows this about Jesus. His power is limitless. She knows that. She said, if my brother would have been here, he wouldn't have died. But I still know that you know God and you connected. So whatever you ask him to do, he'll do it. Woo. I know what your prayer life look like. I know you and God are tight. I know through you my brother will ride again. I love this. She's encouraging Jesus. Her faith is uplifted. And then they get into a great theological conversation. Amen. I love this. Look at this. John 11, 24. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. She knows Jesus and God are on the same accord. That God will regret Jesus anything that he wants. But there's a difference. I told y'all two weeks ago, watch this, he been in the tomb four days. This is different. Why? Remember Jairus we talked about the, the first week of the life. Jairus, his daughter was dying and she was dead. He came to Jesus crying and he said, please heal my daughter. They go back to the house. The daughter is dead. Jesus is like, she's just sleeping. He goes in the room, wakes her up. Everybody's astonished. But why is that important? Because the Jews believed that a person didn't actually die until after they were gone, at least for three days. They didn't believe. They believed that the spirit was still somewhere within that person. It took past three days for the person to be dead. So when Jesus got her up from dead, it was those haters, those those Pharisees, that said he, she wasn't really dead. She was just asleep. Remember, Jesus said she was just asleep. He really didn't. He really didn't hit, wake her up from the dead. He just woke her up. We couldn't get her up. And in the gospel, another one. Watch this. Is a story uh, in, the, in the town of Nain. A brother from Nain comes. He was actually walking in the. Co- they had him walking in the coffin, carrying him in the coffin, and his mother is crying and upset and grieved. Jesus goes, touches the coffin, tells the young man, "Get up!" He gets up out of his coffin, y'all. Everybody's shocked and amazed, but he wasn't dead for three days. So they still said this is not real. He ain't raised nobody from the dead. He ain't really did what he said he did. So it's a point they're making that Lazarus has been gone at least now for four days. They want to make sure that he's dead. That's why Jesus said this. Look at this one's going to be for the glory of God. Amen. This one's going to be different than anything you ever saw. Look at this. Back when we started, John 11, 25 and 26. He said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Who will believe in me? Though he may die, he shall live. Yes, that's good. Whoever lives and believes in me should never die. Do you believe yes, this? Yes, yes. This reaffirms yes. what I've always tell y'all. The God you see is the God you get. The God you see is the God you get. And you wonder why some people see God in so many different lights. And you say, I thought we were all Christians. And I don't understand why sister so-and-so seems like blessings just keep flowing in her life. I don't see why brother so-and-so look like he got it all together. Even though he don't got it all together, he just trusts God more. Amen. I, he don't got it all together. Neither sister so-and-so. They just put themselves, they, they, they trust God so much and give God they all, they time, they talent, they treasure. The God you see is the God you get. See, Martha already told Jesus, if you had been here, I know my brother would, would be alive. But, but, but if you do ask God, I'm sure he'll do it. She believed him to do whatever. Amen. My perspective of God will influence the power of God in my life. The God you see, the God you get. Uh, what do we see in the gospel? Jesus heals a man about the pool of Bethesda. He'd been there 38 years, ain't got up. Jesus said, do you want to get up? He had faith to say, yes, the man got up. We seen Jesus heal people. He cast out demons. He, he, he helped people walk. He, he helped paraplegics. He, he, he healed the sick. He raised the dead. He did all these things because people asked. But notice when he was in Nazareth, his own hometown, he said, I can't do much here. Yeah, because they good. don't believe. That's good. That's good. They see me as the carpenter's son. Yeah. They see me as Joseph's son. Uh-huh. They see me as Mary's son. Yeah. They don't see me as God's son. Uh-huh. So because they don't see me as who I am, I can't do much in their life. Yeah. 
The perspective of God in my life will influence the power of God in my life. Woo. So Jesus states this. He's the resurrection. Believing in him, you won't die no more. Amen. So we're talking about thug life, transforming hearts under God, living intentionally for eternity. We want to live for eternity. How do we do this? I got to believe in him to live again. While all this is going on, Martha sends word to her sister Mary. She's like, Mary, teacher is here. Mary is tripping. Uh, she's in the house. He says, look here. Teacher want to see you too. Worshiper, you the worshiper, right? I know you heard him, but come see him. He wants to see you too. I talked to him already. Yeah. So, so Mary goes out quickly, meets Jesus. He outside. When Mary goes out to meet him, y'all, everybody follows. Amen. You know when someone dies, amen. The, the person, the connected to the person that die, we try to see what they doing, amen. We try to see how they moving and how they acting. So everybody follows Mary outside the house because she's the one that is grieving as well as her brother that's died. They follow her. She roll up on Jesus. Everybody begins to cry and break down because yeah. Mary is hurting y'all. Yeah. The scene of death seems to be winning in these three sisters' lives. These sisters are grieving y'all. A group of people are brokenhearted. They're crying. They're upset. Death seems to be winning. Lazarus is hurt. Lazarus has died. Lazarus was Jesus' friend. In fact, the shortest verse of the Bible, John eleven thirty five. y'all probably already heard this before, is Jesus wept. This is why he's crying. He sees the heartbreak of humanity. He sees people that love their brother so much that care for him. His sister's crying. His friend's crying. Jesus loves him. He's crying. Everybody is crying. Death has moved Jesus to hurt in tears. Now, I don't know about you. I'm tired of seeing death win. Come on. That's it. Almost every night, there's a shooting in our city. And then you know if it's happening in Indianapolis, can you imagine in Chicago, New York, and L.A.? I'm sick of seeing it happen, amen. It hurts the pain and the hurt from it. I'm sick of seeing death winning. I'm tired of seeing black on black crime. Your name was made for more than being on a t-shirt, homie. Your name was meant to be written in the book of life, amen. It wasn't just for that, amen. I'm tired of seeing your name on a Facebook post. I'm tired of seeing people say, rest on Post Road, rest on Harvard, rest on wherever you're from. I'm tired of seeing that death seems to be winning. We just had the attacks here in Greenwood Mall last week over a racist situation, unnecessary lives dying, a mass shootings. It seems death is winning everywhere. And I'm sure just like that hurt Jesus then, it hurts him now. We see the pain, the effects of living in a sinful world and how much hurt it causes all of us. John 11, 38, 39. Then Jesus again groaning in himself came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by the time there's a stench, for it's been dead. he's been dead for four days. Again, we see the same thing. He's been dead for four days. There was a stone in the way of their miracle. My God. Jesus, Jesus. There was something that was blocking their blessing. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus commands the people, watch this. I need y'all to move the stone. Come on. Why wouldn't God just command the stone to be moved? He's God. Why would he just whoo, yeah. and move the stone? He can do it, right? I love this. I love this. But God wants us to participate in our miracles. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. See, see, what happens, we want God to do all the work. Amen. We want God to lay it out. We want God to move it, to move it out of our way, put everything on us. And Jesus says, no, 
I'm here to do a miracle, but I need y'all to move the stone. Amen. See, you want to see something supernatural, right? We want God to do the supernatural. I love it. I love it. We want God to do the supernatural. That's cool in the game. But understand this. And supernatural is two words, which means you supply the natural and he supply the super. Uh, uh, the natural was them moving the stone. The natural was he had to get some brothers to come up and say, if y'all want to see me do the glory of God today, I need y'all to come and move the stone. Because y'all moving the stone allows me to see y'all faith. All right, yeah, I catch it. Okay, okay, okay. When God sees my faith, it allows me to seize my miracle. Amen. When God sees my faith, when I see He sees me moving by faith, I'm about to get my miracle. When God can gaze at my faith, He allows me to grip my blessings. Amen. That that is something about when He sees me moving and walking by faith and not by sight. When He sees me trusting Him, when I have no reason to believe it, when everything in the natural realm says no, I'm depending on His yes. It's foolish. To move Jesus. a stone from a dead man's tomb. Jesus. Jesus. It don't make no sense to go in there. Jesus. But when God is able to examine my faith, this allows me to embrace my breakthrough. Mm. I don't know about y'all, but the rest of 22 and beyond, I need God to give me what I need. Yeah. I need God to show me. Yeah. But while I'm waiting on God to do the supernatural, I'm going to do everything I can in the natural and move forward in what he's called me to do. I need his presence, his word, and his power. So Jesus commands them, take the stone away. I love this. And Martha brings up the four days. She said, God, he stink. He been dead for all the the incense and oils we put on him. All that stuff is gone. He been dead four days. He stinks now. (laughs) So there are two obstacles before Jesus got got started. It's a stone and a stench, my God. Come on, come on. It's a stone in a way, and he don't smell good. Amen. Come on. More blessings come from persistence than they do from falling in your lap. Mm. Uh, more blessings come from you going to get it than just falling in your lap. Amen. Then God has opened up the sky and dropped. Now, he do drop some. Blood. Don't get it twisted. He do drop some. Amen. Because he's a good guy. But you get more when you go after it. I love this. This was a miracle about to happen, but it requires some work. Mm. Quit asking for lazy miracles. <laughs> That's good. My God. My God. We want our miracles to be lazy. We want us to sit there and not do nothing and God do everything. No, they ain't how it work. Quit asking for lazy miracles. Be in position so that you say, yes, he performed the super, but I did everything I could in the natural. So now you see a supernatural blessing in my life. John 11 and 40, y'all. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Who did Jesus check her? That's like that to me, amen. Uh, 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 did you? Did I not say to you? If anyone has the right yeah. to say on God is Jesus, Amen. Yeah. Did, didn't I say to you that you were seeing the glory of God today? Ain't that what I told you earlier? The reason I don't get to see God's glory is simply it's because I don't believe. What separates me from seeing God's glory in my life, seeing God's glory in my family, seeing God's glory among my church, all these things is what's holding me back is unbelief. Why well, the Bible say, ask and you shall receive. Yeah. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. That's causing me by my natural yeah. to ask, to yeah. seek, and to knock. And then God opens the door. I got to believe. That's good. That's but my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I got needs, but I'm depending on God to supply them. Yeah. And so he does. I'm waiting. I'm praying and I'm trusting. Yeah. Cash your cares upon him because he cares for you. I got some issues. I got some pain. I got some problems. But guess what? I'm giving it all to him. I'm trusting him. He cares enough for me that he can help me with all my cares. 
Delight yourself in the Lord. He said, give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. Do what he wants me to do so he can give me the desires of my heart. Psalm 37 and 4. Allow God to move in your life, but you've got to let him to do this. All those scriptures to me sound like that's God's glory coming in your life. But I got to believe what he's saying. That's our word. That's our Bible. But it don't work if I don't believe what he's saying. So they removed the stone where the dead man was laying. And Jesus begins to pray, y'all. Because she said, I know that if you ask your father, he'll do it. So Jesus knows that. And he knows him and God are one. He said, whatever you see me doing on earth, the father is doing in heaven. So he begins to pray. Father, I thank you that you heard me. Uh, I know you always hear me. I know, but, but because these people are standing right here right now, uh, I need this to happen so they may believe. What's crazy about this right here is that you know people wanted to stone him, got word that Jesus was at Lazarus' tomb by now. You know the word and travel that the people that wanted to kill him. And one thing about the religious leaders, watch this, they kept demanding Jesus give us a sign that you're the Messiah. Give us the sign that you are the chosen one. And Jesus kept saying, I ain't giving y'all no sign. I'm not giving y'all no sign. But although he's healing, he's casting out demons, he's making deaf people hear, he's making blind people see, he's making lame people walk, he's raising people from the dead, but he says, I'm not giving you no sign. This is one of the last times he shows up to do something, and they asking for a sign, but their heart's so blind they can't see it. And that deep they asking him for a sign, and now he's saying, I'm about to give y'all the ultimate because this man been dead four days. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nothing else y'all can say. Yeah. So Jesus says, Watch this. He prays. He goes to the tomb of the dead man who has been dead four days. No doubt about it, he's dead. They still want to kill him. It's a trip. But Jesus goes to this tomb. He, he, he's praying. He's asking God to move. And then he says, This, watch this. I need him to get up. My God. My God. Okay. Okay. John 11, 43, 44, we almost done. Now when he had heard these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound, hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with the cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Y'all miss y'all shout. I don't know about y'all, but I believe this really happened. Now when he had came, he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Come on. And he who had died, amen. Y'all yes. shout, shout. I believe this come really on. happened. Come on. And he who had died, amen, came out bound, hand and foot. All it took was a few words. Lazarus, come out forth. Yeah. And he was dead and came to life. My God, my God. All it took was a few words. I believe Jesus gave us a few, few words. Yeah. Go and make disciples. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those few words should fuel us. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they should give us life and say, you know what? I got to do some work for God. I got to help some people be encouraged in Christ. All it took was a few words and a dead man began walking. My God. All it took was a few words and a dead man began walking. And Jesus says things like this. Greater works will you do than me. Why? Not that I'm literally going to talk and speak to somebody's grave and raise them for the dead. But I do believe every day around here is dead people walking. Amen. Uh, it's dead people walking. It's people that's walking around that have no sense of God, have no touch of God, that have given up on God, have no hope, have given up on life. They're depressed down and out. That's dead men walking to me. And God has given us words of life to do more work for him because it's a group of us yeah. to help. That's good. That's he was good. alive, y'all, but he was still covered in dead things. He came out bound. His hands, his feet, and his faith was bound. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. See, see, sometimes God has spoken a word of life 
but we still be covered in dead things. God has called us. We heard his voice. We know he said, come forth. But I still got dead. I'm wrapped up like a mummy. I got dead things in my hands. I got dead things around my arms. I got dead things around my legs. I can't, I can't, I can't move my feet. My hands are covered. I can't touch or feel. My face is covered. I really can't see. And God is saying, look here. I got more for you. But you got to let me unwrap them dead things in your life. I have more for you. But you wrapped up in depression, you wrapped up in, in lust, you wrapped up in greed, you wrapped up in pride, you wrapped up with envy, you wrapped up with hate and unforgiveness and malice. You got so much on you, but you got to allow me to unwrap you. The dead man came out, but he didn't know what to do. He was breathing now, he was alive, but he stunk and he was wrapped up. He didn't even know what to do. She just said this, I need you to uncover him. I need y'all to unwrap this dead man. Y'all that wanted to see the glory of God today, y'all that wanted to see a miracle, yeah. not only are y'all going to move a stone, but I need y'all to help unwrap. Because some people break those only going to happen if we get in position. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because all of us have been to a place, watch this, that we can't unwrap ourselves. That God allows somebody at some point in time to speak into our life and begin to unwrapping all those things that I just good, mentioned. All of us need somebody. I need you. It's one of my favorite songs. I think I need you. You need me. We all are part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. All that good stuff. Because at some point, sometime, we are. We ain't no long, long ranger Christians. Amen. You can't do it by yourself. And the long ranger even had time. So praise God. Amen. So you really can't do it by yourself. But, but, but these brothers, he's wrapped up. He says, I need y'all to unwrap his hands and his feet. He can't touch. He can't walk. He can't see. Mm -hmm. See, being dead affects us the same way. Yeah. That God has called us to go and preach the gospel. God has called us to be a witness. And because we got dead things tying our feet up. Yeah. So what about says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel? Yeah. Because you let go of dead things. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. He says, loose him and let him go. Jesus. Loose him. And let him go. He, he says, look here. I know y'all been mourning for four days. I know y'all been crying and y'all tripping. I know y'all feel like giving up and your hearts is broken. But I need y'all to loose him and let him go. Because whoever lives in me and dies in me never really dies. I'm at a position. Watch this. That you got to understand I am the resurrection. I got to believe enough that he gave us a visual of what will happen when we all die. Mm -hmm. I believe in him enough that, watch this, no matter how tied up I get, that if I ever get loose, I'm getting resurrected. Ooh, no, no matter how tied up and how bound I may be, I might look like a mummy right now. I might be wrapped up with all kind of stuff. I might have nothing left look like good in me, but I believe enough in him that if he'll loose me, I get free. And he had enough to say, whatever you bind in earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose in earth will be loose in heaven. Amen. Which means Jesus gave us the power to bind, but also the power to loose. So by the power of Jesus, I say, God, you're going to loose me from every negative thing in my life. I'm being loosed, oh God, from everything that does not line up with your will, your way, and your word. And by being loosed, I got the power to walk in the resurrection. So when I leave this earth, because death is real, we all going to die. I know we like to talk about it. I know sometimes we like to think about it. But death is real. And Jesus said this, 
that anybody who dies in me will live again. But matter of fact, he'll never die. Because he's going to be resurrected. And I ain't got time to worry about how long will they mourn me if God don't know me. I ain't got worried about time to how I'm going to live on in the memories of others. It don't matter. When I got to fall into the hands of a living God. Because at the end of the day, he ain't going to ask me about who warned me. He ain't going to ask me about what's going on in earth after I'm gone. He going to ask me how did I respond to his son on a bloody cross. He going he, he gonna to ask me things like, 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 who did you lead to the Lord? Who, who, who did you witness to? Who did you tell I was real to? Did you love your neighbor? Did you love your brother? Did you forgive? That's what he going to ask me. Not how long will they warn me. We can be so caught up in an earthly perspective that we miss out on what heaven has to offer. Whew. Can everybody close your eyes and pray with me, please? Dear Lord, I ask, oh God, you have your way today in our lives, Father God. We live in a world, oh God, that has us so consumed up with life. It, it tricks us and says, you know what, you only live once. We're so consumed in this life. That in reality, this life isn't all that matters. That there is another life after this. That, that, that I have to be worried about what's going to happen after my life. That I got to live beyond what right now. That eternity is calling us. And there's only two ways to spend eternity. Either with you or without you. And, and, and spend eternity without you ain't worth people mourning me and me being a legend in pictures. Uh, spending eternity without you ain't worth other people mourning and crying and thinking about me if I don't have you, oh God. So God, help us today to understand the importance of needing to be saved. The importance of being able to be resurrected. The importance of that if we die in Christ, we always live again. That you are our Savior. You've given us victory over death. In fact, your word says, death, where is your sting? By Jesus going in the grave for three days. Proving he was dead and coming back out is giving us power to walk over the enemy. It's giving us power to tread on scorpions. It's giving us power to defeat our demons. It's giving us power to be a curse breaker in our families. It's giving us power to change our generations. It's giving us power to lead a new life. It's giving us power. But God, we need you. Help us to believe this. And by us believing this, oh God, we will live again. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You got praise in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you, O oh God. Thank you for those that are here, those online. I just want to offer Christ to you. Amen. I don't know where you're at in your relationship with Christ. If you're saved, been saved, um, whatever the case may be. I don't know. Maybe you're backslid. Whatever it may be. But but if you felt God and you know you need to get to where you need to get to. Amen. Because truth be told, we are going to leave about it here one day. That, that's the truth being told, amen. And I know one thing, this is our own personal life. Y'all know our testimony, our seven-month-old child left. It ain't no timetable on it. it. It ain't no, you got to live this long before you check up out of here. It, it ain't, you get this much time to get it right before you get up out of here. No, 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 no. He just said everybody going to hear the gospel before they leave. He didn't say how many times you get to hear it, how many times you get to respond, how many times. We, and that's truth be told. If all of us are honest, none of us deserve to be here right now. We've all did enough dirt, did enough wrong, did enough wrong to people, hurt enough people, hurt God enough that none of us really deserve this. But thank God for his grace, y'all. We thank God for his grace. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful. 
every day I thank God for his grace and his mercy because we don't deserve it and yet he still does it. So if you know you need Jesus, amen, and only you and God know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just the in-between man, I'm the middle man. If you know you need Jesus, give God your heart today. Give God your heart and say, God, I need you. I, 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 need, I need to be saved. I need to be, I need to be with you. I, this is what I need, Father God. Help us, oh God. Help me to be what you've called me to be in Jesus' name. If that's you, if you need to be saved, or maybe you've been saved and, and, and you just feel I need I need to be reconnected. I need to be recommitted. I don't know. Maybe I need prayer. I don't know what you're saying in either, but I just want to make sure before you leave the body here, you don't go back home the same way. That you don't go back home feeling the same way you came. That you don't come back home feeling depressed down there. Whatever you're dealing, I don't know what you're dealing with, but whatever you're feeling with, if it's malice, if it's unforgiveness, whatever it is, learn to forgive because God is forgiving you. Learn to love because God loves you. Learn to move how God needs you to move this season. Because the times and the signs are there. He said, when I'm coming back, it'll be all kind of people proclaiming to be Christ. There'll be earthquakes in diverse places. Uh, people will hate each other. Uh, they will be like, we, yesterday at the Creation Museum, or the Ark, it will be like the days of Noah. People marrying and drinking and being married, not concerned about the things of God. Those are the signs that said, when I show back up, those will be the signs of the time. So I want to encourage you all, don't, 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 don't get left behind. He did it for me, he did it for me, he did it for me, he'll do it for you, amen. If you're online, amen, there's a number as well. You can text us, to text and join, or if you need special prayer, whatever the case it may be. But whatever you stay in the need of, I want you to understand that God can do it for you, amen, and he can do it for you. Maybe, I don't know, you've been in church, you want to be a member of New Creation, I don't, I don't know what it is, amen, what exactly you need, but whatever it is, just know that God is here and God is anyway, amen. God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. God bless your sister Danielle, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. So I don't know what you stand in the need of, whatever it may be. We just want to help you get to the place that God has called you to be. That you get to where God needs you to be, amen. If anybody else, whatever you stand in need of, if it's a salvation, if it's a rededication, if you need to be baptized, praise God, amen. Maybe. Uh, you need, you, you've been rocking with us for a minute and you say, hey, it's time for me to come home, amen. You've been dating, you've been dating me long enough, praise God, amen. You've been dating one right here, praise God, amen. Amen, amen, amen. You've been dating me long enough, amen. You've been dating me long enough, amen. Amen, it's, it's time to make a commitment, amen. It's time to bury the body, amen. That's like her, amen, it's my wife, amen. She, she said she loved me, but she's going to see another man. That ain't going to work, praise God, amen. Uh, show up every Sunday, amen. That's you, amen. You're showing up all the time. You love me, amen. Show you love God, show it, amen. We just ask because we want to help you be what God has called you to be. It's a dying world. It's a generation of babies, amen. Yeah. That are not knowing nothing about God. That's good. It's a generation of parents that are not concerned with the things of God, which means, guess what? Our kids are going to be part of that mission field. Yeah. yeah. Our kids. He said the work, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. The laborers, the workers are few. We've got to raise up a new generation of kids that are ready to do the work of God. Amen. It's not just about us. Yeah. It's yeah. about this next generation as well, amen. So that's amen. you. Uh, Y'all know I don't stretch this out. I don't do this long, amen. But if that's you, anything I said, amen, make your way to the front real quick, amen. If not, we're going to go ahead and move on. You know me, I don't pressure nobody, amen. God ain't pressure me. I ain't going to pressure you. Praise God, amen. You got to love him for yourself. You got to choose for yourself. Without you choosing, it don't mean nothing, amen. Praise yeah. God. But you got to praise this place, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Amen.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah.